I'm Jonathan Holmesley, and you're listening to The Church. Welcome to another episode of The Church. Glad you guys are here. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Not a whole lot. Yeah. Nothing really. We're pastors. We don't do anything. Well, you're a pastor. And you don't do anything. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And it begins. (laughs) I was thinking today might be a great time to do your uh, performance review, Pete. Oh, boy. Here we go. (laughs) Isn't that one of your favorite jokes? Inevitably, this is where (laughs) where our relationship always leads. We always end up here, yeah. Hey, you remember that time Pete Thompson used to work for us? Yeah, that's that's your favorite joke. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of mine, too, obviously. Fake firing you. Yeah. (laughs) I just take, you know, some cues from Michael Scott, man, from That's the right. office. So we're on part two from uh, from where we where we uh, left off last week. Right. Um, we started talking about prayer last week. Um, simple way to pray. We talked about acts. We talked about the great marketing idea that we had. Man, that was so good. Zondervan, if you're listening, we l- know that and, you love publishing liberal books. Oh, no. So... Uh, <laughs> You know, man, we just we just got some ideas for you. Hashtag shots fired. <laughs> Ten years from now, when I'm a celebrity pastor yes. and I actually have a book I want to publish, Zondervan's gonna like find this episode, yeah, and they're gonna blacklist me because <laughs> yeah. that's what I'm really about in this life. Pete is me writing a lot of books yeah. and being a celebrity, especially ones on silent prayer with blank pages. <laughs> I thought it was great. That's that's that's. That's low. That's a low energy book. Can we be honest for a moment though and say that sounds like something someone could get away with in this culture? Yeah, yeah. writing a book with nothing. And can I just say this too? Oh, that's so oh, good. This is bad. Someone actually listened to the episode and they sent us a picture of an actual. And, and they said, well, "I found a book that has. It's full of blank pages." Oh no! Oh no! The, this is bad. The book was entitled "Reasons to Vote for Democrats." <laughs> Oh no! That's terrible. That's awful. All right. I there's another book on Amazon. Somebody showed me um, uh, how I made how I made six hundred and eighty thousand dollars, and the book is entitled. Yeah, the book is entitled "How I Made Six Hundred and Eighty Thousand Dollars," and it was and it cost six hundred and eighty thousand dollars. <laughs> and there was one available. On there was Amazon. only one available. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's so funny, man. Yeah, no one took us up on our book idea last week. Yeah, well, we're still waiting. There, we're still know, hustling, is, man. You know, you you set the you set the the worm on the hook and you cast it out and you just wait for yeah, someone to that's bite. That's right. You know, so yeah. there it is. It's out in the lake. We're just ready. So um, we talked about um, simple way to pray. Um, acts we use that kind of as a as a model. Yep. ACTS adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. And so uh, this week we're going to talk about. You can why don't you lead us off? We're going to talk about um, praying, praying scripture, actually praying the yep. Bible. Yeah, this was a discovery um, that I made a couple years ago. A lot of what I'm going to have to contribute today comes from Tim Keller. Uh, and a series of uh, teachings he did on prayer and meditation years ago at Re- uh, Redeemer, uh, New York City. But essentially, uh, if you want to enter the the depths of prayer, into deep, deep levels of prayer, you have to do it by going through the Scriptures. 
you can't access the deepest levels of prayer without going through God's revealed word. Um, and that's not just a suggestion. That's not just an idea that I have. That's actually what the Bible teaches us. Uh, so Psalm 1, um, as, as most of our listeners know, the Psalms are the prayer book of the Bible. They, the majority of the prayers that are in the Bible are there in the Psalms. And chances are, if you're reading a Psalm, you're reading someone's prayer to God. But Psalm 1 is not a prayer. So the, the whole song, uh, the whole prayer book of the Bible begins with a psalm that is not a prayer. Instead, it's a teaching on how to pray. If you want to engage in the rest of the book and in the depths of the Psalter, the prayers of the Bible, then you first have to, you have to go through Psalm 1. And what Psalm 1 says essentially is this, um, Blessed is the one who meditates both day and night on the Word of God. He is like a stream, uh, like a tree planted by a stream of water, and that tree never withers. He bears fruit uh, in his season. Whatsoever he does is will, will prosper. And so the whole point of Psalm one is to say that if you want to be like a tree that is prosperous year after year after year, even in the harshest of climates, if you want to be a well-watered tree that produces fruit in your prayer life, the only way to do it is to meditate on the Word of God day and night. So the the Bible itself teaches us that the depths of prayer are mm-hmm. accessed. The uh, The place where we launch our boat out into the deeps is meditation on the Word. And that, that just blew me away a couple years ago. So basically what you're saying is, to the extent that you meditate on Scripture, that's the extent that you can pray. It is. Or, or you might say it, um, to the, the depth you dive in Scripture— that's the depth you can dive in prayer. That's right. Yeah. And the re- well, that, well, that makes sense. I'm sorry to yeah, interrupt. That makes sense because God, the Bible is God's self-revelation. That's right. That's where I was going. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Well, yeah. I mean, you. How do I know that my my prayers are good prayers? How do I know that the words I'm saying are good good words to say? Mm. Well, if they're words that God has already spoken, then you know they're good words. Yeah, you know that's the whole point. Is yeah. um, how do I know that I'm praying rightly? Well, if you're praying the words of the Bible, you are praying rightly because they're the words that God has provided for you to right. pray. There's there's that question like how do I know how do I know what I'm praying is good? Yeah. But then there's another question I think that Christians ask. I think if you've been a Christian for any period of time, then you're you're going to end up asking this question. Um, how do I not get bored? <laughs> yes. Like Donald Whitney um uh wrote a book that we love around here uh called Spiritual Disciplines of the Christian Life. Mm-hmm. Spiritual Disciplines of the Christian Life. And but his some of the things that he talks about about prayer in that book, he actually expands upon in a whole another book called Praying the Bible. And Donald Whitney wrote this book called Praying the Bible. Super good book. Do we have that on our bookshelf? We don't, but it's a just short little small short book, small easy book. to read. Amazon. You can find it on Amazon. We'll probably get it on our bookshelf at some point. Yep. But um, uh, let's see. Um, yeah, Donald Whitney wrote this book, Praying the Bible, and and he begins the the book by by articulating this question that uh, Christians tend to ask as they get later on in life, as they've been a Christian for any period of time. They say. Well, how do I avoid the same old prayers? Monotony. Right, 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 right. You know, um, 
if you've been in traditional Baptist churches, you've heard the, you know, the the one person who gets up and and prays for the offering, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like you know, lead, guide, and direct us, and and right. uh, you know, just sort of pull out prayer number. 221. Yeah. So how do you avoid that? How do you, how do you get away from monotony? How do you get away from just kind of praying the same thing every single time you pray? And it's not that that's a terrible thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's habit is good. Uh, But Donald Whitney said in this book, praying the Bible, he said, the way you avoid praying the same old thing every single time is by praying the Bible. Hence the title of the book. Uh, praying the Bible. So, um, and I mean, Jesus prayed the Bible. That's Jesus, exactly right. Jesus prayed the Bible. Psalm 22 begins, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Yep. And when Jesus is on the cross right. praying, talking to his Father, Matthew 27, what comes out is Psalm 22. Psalm 22. Yeah. He's quoting God's words back to him. Yeah. In fact, every time in Jesus' ministry when he's under an incredible tense pressure, uh, Internally, externally, uh, physically, psychologically, what comes out of him is Scripture. Right. It's really amazing. Without fail, right. every time Jesus um, is under pressure and he's squeezed, the Bible just oozes out of him. Right. You know? Right. right. It's the first thing on his mind. It's right. the first thing that comes to his mouth is to—the the Word of God had been treasured up so much uh, in the heart of Jesus. Now, when you, when you pray, Jonathan, when you pray— how how often do you find yourself sort of reverting back to the the book of psalms like when you're praying you how often does the d- does uh does a a reference from the psalms sort of get get uh lumped in with a with a prayer that you pray um the the psalter comes into play quite and a by bit the, by the psalter we mean just the book of the psalms the book of psalms yep yeah um some of the reason for that is I've tried to make a habit out of uh, ending ending my day on a psalm, hmm. ending my day on a psalm. So I, I, I kind of take Psalm chapter 1 very literally. I think the intention uh, of Psalm 1 is for us to both, is to meditate on the Word of God in the morning and at night, uh, morning and evening. And so just a habit, this came from Tim Keller, was... Uh, I do some regular Bible reading in the morning, but I try to end my day on a psalm. Keep a little. Uh, I keep a, a copy of the Psalms, just the Psalms, not Proverbs, not the New Testament and Psalms and Proverbs. It's a book, just a book containing containing the Psalms, the Psalms, yeah. and just I've got a, I've got a little bookmark in there, and I go through. Yeah, I try to go through just one a day. By the way, I'm really jealous of that. That's a really nice one. Yeah, that's that's le- a leather. We should get some of those in our uh, you, book well, too. Well, you should buy your worship leader one. Maybe. Um. Uh. I'll tell you, but you rely on the Psalms. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Keep absolutely. Going. Well, and and I, when I'm talking about praying the Scripture, certainly I think the easiest, most natural place to start is going to be reading the prayers of others. Hmm. If you really come to the book of the Psalms and say, I know that these are the prayers of others, and these are the God-breathed, mm-hmm. inspired, yep. authoritative prayers of others— um, I can remember back in college, I took a class on effective communication skills, and the first lesson that we were taught in becoming effective communicators is to listen to really good communicators with an ear towards how they're communicating and then imitate them. So if you want to be um, if you want to be a statesman and a courageous one, listen to Winston Churchill. Mm. 
and then try to try to imitate his speech patterns, mm-hmm. you know, his his oratory skills. Well, if you want to be really adept in your prayer life, listen to the God-breathed inspired prayers of the Psalms and then try to imitate them. See how they resonate. In every in every preaching class you take, you right. you, you get assigned listen find two or three preachers. That's exactly right. Do a review of their sermons and because and built into that exercise is the assumption that listening to good preachers teaches you how to preach. To, to some degree, exactly of course, right. of course, you got to preach yourself and you got to hone that craft. But the same holds true of praying. Mm-hmm. You've got you you have been given you have been given these prayers uh, prayed by other prayed by other saints. Um, now, let me ask you this: What would you say? What would you say to the to the objection uh, that hey? You're telling me to pray these other prayers prayed by other people. Say like Matthew Henry or Valley of Vision. We promote Valley of Vision all the time. Mm-hmm. So what would you say to the objection if somebody objected to you and they said, hey, uh, no, I think that's kind of fake. I don't think that's it's good to pray other people's prayers. I think you should try to be as authentic and real if you're a millennial, you're sure the word real, uh, you know, try to be as real and try to be as authentic as possible. And you can't be authentic if you're praying someone else. How would you, how would you answer that objection? Two things. I would say the only language that a child learns is the language they hear their parents speak. Hmm. Right. Hmm. So that's the only way a kid learns how to speak is by listening to their parent and copying what their parent says. But none of us think children are fake. Hmm. That's good. Secondly, uh, I would say this, um, Jesus, uh, Oh, uh oh, <laughs> Jesus prayed David's prayer, yeah. Psalm twenty two on the cross. His and, father's and prayer. He wasn't. He wasn't yeah. fake. Now, listen, it's it's easy to be fake. Mm-hmm. Let's just be honest for a moment. Mm-hmm. And it's let's be. Real. I love Valley of Vision, but sometimes it's it's easy to just pick that up and read it mm-hmm. and act as if I've prayed mm-hmm. when in fact I haven't. I've just read someone's prayer. Yes. That's a real danger, I mm-hmm. think, that mm-hmm. is there with the Valley of Vision or books like it. As much as I love them, is that you can read a, a prayer and assume that you've prayed. Right. That's not the case always. Right. Uh, however, I think there's something. You know, I mean, these are our fathers, these are our mothers uh, in the faith, and so if we're going to learn to speak, we listen to our elders and we we copy them. You know, and so if there were a group of Puritans that really knew the Lord well and prayed well. Then I listen to them. Same as same as today. Uh, we've got books by Hughes Oliphant Old, and we've got books by Terry Johnson, and these guys are living today. Mm-hmm. And I read their prayers because I want I want to grow. They're mm-hmm. great men of God. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's helpful. Let me give a practical thing here. Um, some of you are listening, and you're you're asking the question: How do I pray the scriptures? How do I do that? Does that mean I just open my Bible and read? What's the process? Well, um, years ago in the Reformation. Uh, Martin Luther had a barber, and his barber asked him, uh, Reverend Luther, give me a simple way to pray. So Luther wrote him a 42-page letter. (laughs) But in that letter, at the very end of it, he tells us how to pray the scriptures. Hmm. And he he says what you do is when when you're reading the Bible, you take a phrase of the reading. He would do this a lot with the Lord's Prayer. We'll talk about the Lord's Prayer in a moment. He would take a phrase of the reading, and he would say, you, you take that phrase of the Bible, and then you weave a four-strand garland around it. So, for instance, 
real practical. You're reading the Lord's Prayer, and the Lord's Prayer begins, Our Father. And what Luther would say is you, you begin weaving this garland around it, and the first strand is, is you ask, what does this teach me? Instruction. What does this teach me? And you would say, Our Father. Well, it teaches me um, that I have a father. That means I'm a child. And it says, Our Father. So that teaches me um, that I've got a family. I'm not a single child. I'm mm-hmm. a part of a family. I have siblings. Oh, Our Father. And so you would say, okay, it means I'm not abandoned. I am a child, and I have brothers and sisters under my heavenly father. So that's instruction. That's what our father teaches you. Um, instruction, confession. Father, forgive me. I have not always come to you like your child. Or uh, forgive me because I don't love all the other kids in your family as much as I should. Just in what ways does that instruction lead you into confession? Uh, thanksgiving. Actually, it was uh, instruction, then thanksgiving. Thank you that, that you're my father. Thank you that you're my father. Thank you that I'm not alone. Thank you that I'm adopted. Thank you that you've given me uh, other members of the family. Confession, which would be, you know, forgive me for not coming to you. Forgive me uh, for not loving the other kids in the family, whatever. And then supplication. Help me. Hmm. Help me um, to reverence you as a father. Help me to love and serve the other children in your family. And then he would say, so you do those four. Instruction, uh, thanksgiving, confession, supplication on that phrase, and then you move on, in heaven. What does that teach you? So uh, it would just taking a, a section of Scripture and, the, and then asking these four questions, what does this teach me? How can I be thankful for it? How can I have confess just the ways in which I haven't lived out this passage? Hmm. And then how can I ask for aid to do it? And you, just, you can do that with any passage of Scripture. Right. You can do that with any—that's how you pray the Bible, is you, what does it teach me? How can I be thankful for it? How can I confess the ways in which I haven't lived up to it? But then how can I be thankful? Uh, or how can I uh, ask for the mercy and pardon of God and ask for the strength to, to carry on? Yeah. And so that's, that's one just one practical way that, that Luther would say, pray the scriptures. Yeah. Man, that's so helpful. Um, I think that's really similar to uh, what we talked about last time, the A-C-T-S. Right. Right. And, and only, only that there's a helpful thing there in, in talking about instruction. We're instructing our hearts. We're teaching our hearts right. with the Word of God. Man, that's so helpful. Uh, thank you for joining us on this second episode in this new season of the Church Podcast. Uh, we will see you next time, next week, as we handle another topic. God bless. God bless.